So I, before you turned on the cameras for the world, you got on the camera and you like, oh, what you got on? And I said, this is my gear. This is this is me. Like, you know, I'm like, is that, am I wrong? Because this is how I'm showing up, right? Ten minutes ago, you was a debutante. You had on your fanciness. Your hair was all done, and, and you was like, no, I gotta change up. I gotta match your energy, and I gotta match you. And I love that about you. And every time you showed up, those five weeks that I was in my hoodie, in the dark, listening, because I'm a listener, I'm a problem solver, so you have to have that listening spirit, right? Every time you showed up, you still pushed me. You still, you know, even in the background, you would text me and you would send me notes for the week, like you didn't do your homework. And I would send you, you know, all kind of messages and excuses, but you always showed up to match us. And you kept the ladies engaged so that I wasn't a distraction. And they tried to engage me and I shut them down. And and you just never gave up. You just, you, you understood that there was something bigger to unlock. And once you got it, it was gonna be no stopping me. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Christy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Why She's Winning. My name is Christy Rutherford, and today I have the amazing, the incredible, the phenomenal, the brilliant, the gorgeous, the next tech tech billionaire, Jaleesa Johnson. So let me tell y'all about Jaleesa right quick. Hold on. <laughs> Let's get this bio right quick. Let's get this bio right quick. Y'all know how I do. Oh, Lord, that thing is long. All right. So, Jaleesa is the CEO and founder of Virtual Emerging Technology Solutions and 360 Health Net. She has been providing technical consultation and solutions, architecture work for information technology broadcast. Okay, girl. All right. For over 20 years. She moved to D.C. 15 years ago to work for NBC during their digital conversion as a contractor. Since then, she's moved on to working primarily in contract roles, supporting government agencies and bringing converged technologies. Everybody knows that I read people's bios like at the last minute. It's, it's right here on the screen. Hold on. Let me let me find the. Jaleesa was just featured in Forbes, y'all. Y'all got to check out this article. Um. All right, here we go. She collaborated with Kiana Ganey and founded Secure Tech 360 in 2010. By 2015, sales rose to 1.7 million and the firm added major clients like the department, the DC Department of Health and the US Department of Homeland Security. She also founded Virtual Emerging Technology Solutions, a minority woman-owned information technology consulting firm specialized in formulating IT architecture solutions in 2015. Their primary focus is on cloud migrations, application modernization around emergency management and healthcare IT. And there's so much more to discover about Jaleesa. 
So uh, Polisa said, hey, somebody else. Y'all got to tell me who the LinkedIn, the one that said, Jaleesa in all caps, you got your privacy settings on so we can't see who you are. Um, so go ahead and let us know who you are. But welcome, Jaleesa. Wow. Thank you very much. That was that was nerve wracking. <laughs> wow. I just, I just, I mean, I could have been here for an hour trying to get this bio to talk about all your greatness. Um, but here's the thing. That's what I want to talk about, right? On we this is gonna be so good. I ain't gonna make you nervous, Jalisa. I did send Jalisa the questions ahead of time. It is my goal to work to stay on this list of questions. Lana said, hello. Um, okay, yeah. Okay, Lena. That's Lena. Lena also on the line. Okay, your squad is showing up. <laughs> um, oh, Kiana's on there too. Okay, all right. Jaleesa got her squad. We celebrated in the beginning. We got we got to give her her balloons while she's here. So, Jaleesa, um, you know, we met I, I guess we worked together like two years ago. We met a couple years before that. So what was going on when we reconnected about two years ago? It was last year. What was going on when you said, you know what? I need to do something different. Um, I had no clarity really about my future. And I felt unsettled. Mm -hmm. um, I was questioning a lot of things in my life. That's that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was saying to myself, I think that's that's our answer. Uh, so we're gonna keep this one clean. All right. Now, being unclear and unsettled, great. And then when I met you years ago, whatever year, maybe five years ago, I told you that you were a billionaire, right? straight up like and you're the and typically anybody who follows me long enough y'all know i give women their their values and some people think that i'm full of ish when i tell you that you can go from 210 and i'll be like oh your value is 600 or you should be making a million dollars jaleesa is the first and only person that i said you're a billionaire and i didn't say it to um it's straight up legit and then when i saw her reconnected reconnected again it was like you're a billionaire and so the goal is what do we need to do to get you to own that so you can be that so then you can use that um to change the world so what was that like because this ain't on my question sheet when when somebody professes that you're a billionaire like what 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 were you thinking uh about me we can say that in public though <laughs> um truthfully i spent a lot of time I, before um getting into your cohort, I spent a lot of time ducking the mirror um, for accountability for things, for um, things I just, you know, was unsure of. And um, I felt like I was all five bodies on the family feud. Like I was right there, me duplicated five times, answering all questions and bombing. I never made it, you know, to that 20-second countdown. So I I think that um, I didn't accept that. I didn't, I had, I was clouded with so much, you know, ability uh, to do things and, and focus on things like, you know, being successful or what that looks like that um, 
I never, I couldn't, I, I could never accept that, you know, or own that. And um, that's where, I, that's where I kind of thought when you said that, like, what? Be crazy. <laughs> I was waiting for that part. Yes, I'm a little special out here in these streets. So here's the thing. You're, you're like a lot of women, high achieving women. We're bogged down and we're busy, but we become busy with, with other people's stuff. Or we become busy with other people other people's priorities. And then that takes away from what we're supposed to be doing. So I, I love to tell highly successful women that is because at a certain point, yes, we're successful, but then there's so much more. But we start to own other people's stuff and that clouds our ability to be able to fully own the next level of who we are because you're successful oh you're awesome but i was like yo it's a whole nother level that you can achieve if you choose right and that's where free will comes in so i, I love to talk about you you and you showed up right you wanted to work with me one-on-one -on -one at first and then i was like jaleesa <laughs> Go ahead, tell a story. Join tell the group. Story. I I'm not I'm not doing one on one no more. Join the group, and if you don't like it, you was like, I don't want to join no group. I want you one on one, and I was like, no, join the group because it works. What was surprising to you about the group of women that you met? What and what was like? There was resistance, and there's always resistance. I talked to a lot of women to this day that won't work with me because they won't choose to join the group. So what was that resistance? And then what was surprising to you when you started to meet um, some other women? Um, what was the resistance? The resistance was um, being vulnerable and talking about things that I'm uncomfortable talking about with other people. Uh, in my mind, you were like therapy without, you know, judgment, without a pillbox, without a scription pad, without the notes. And it was personal. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was there. I felt like I was, I needed to talk. I needed some coaching. I needed some direction you know, from other successful people, but you know, that comes in a box and, and I'm in a box, you know? Um, it's not that it was hard. Um, I, I am a problem solver, right? And I didn't want to feel like I was being solved or like someone was trying to fix me. And, and you know, you put me in a room with 20 women, especially women, because we have this, negative, you know, they put us in a negative box to say we don't get along. And um, I don't have a lot of um, women friends or colleagues. I'm very, my best girlfriends are machines. I talk to them, right? And that's how I saw you. I almost saw you like a machine. I mean, you are, you are a machine, you right? I don't change my mind about that. You know, that's how I see you, you are a machine. So <laughs> you are to fix me. And I don't wanna be fixed with other people and you know, but um, 
I wasn't intimidated, but I had some insecurities. And if you want to, if you just get naked with yourself, which I've learned to do, um, I had some insecurities and sitting in a room full of the top echelon of African-American women or brown women, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that list was heavy in that room. I mean, that cohort was lit. Like you, you, you have the best of the best in your program. And I didn't know why I was there. I didn't feel secure. Um, but once I got in there, those was my sisters and we had the same struggles and we had the same problems and just on a different palette. We all was painting, but it was real. It, yeah. I hope I answered that. You did, you did. That was good, right? Like, because we, a lot of us, high achieving women don't want to be fixed, right? And we don't want to be fixed by people who we really don't know. But this is a challenge is that we have this deep rooted stuff that we're carrying around and we don't trust a lot of people with it because if they break it, then they break us. And then it's, and then it's going to mess us up. Right. And so I wrote down, I wasn't trying to fix you. I was trying to free you. Right. That's what we do. So it's not, is there is no judgment and to be in the room with other high achieving women who bad ASS, you'd be like, okay, so we all got something, right? So that, that alleviates, I think the guilt that we have of, we have a lot and we have all the success, but then we got some stuff too that we can't address and we don't want to let anybody touch it. And a lot of women, stay there and they stay stuck or they, or they, I want to cuss, or they D-A-M near die like I did <laughs> to then get back up and be like, you know what? I only want to talk to high achieving women because we're the ones that we know we need help. We know we need somebody to come in and tinker with the deepest parts of who we are. We know we got to be vulnerable, but we don't want it. And I almost died in that. So now my goal is, is to come and, and give super women a place to rest and say, come on, sis, come on over here, sit down. Let's, let's talk about it. And let's free you to the next level of success because who we became up to a certain point, it worked for us, but we got to let some stuff go in order to catapult. So, um, what was, I would say an, an aha moment for you when, um, you know, when you got your breakthrough, because you showed up, you know, we like to say Jaleesa was in the corner with a hoodie on in the dark. <laughs> I'm still in my hoodie. I represent all the time. Right? In the dark. In a hoodie for weeks. And wouldn't say nothing. Jaleesa, you got something? <laughs> nope. And then one day you was like, you know what? I think it was after the fifth week, but you kept showing up. So there's a difference between some women that, that, that we work with don't want to change. You know what I'm saying? And they're not moving closer. So it took, it took time for you to be able to trust that we wouldn't judge you. And then it was like, all right, great. But everybody's on their own process and their pathway. And I like to let people know this ain't cookie cutter because we got seven souls on the line, seven different women, seven different challenges. Framework is the same. The challenges are different. But what was surprising to you after you got your breakthrough? What was that breakthrough moment for you? I'm just going to go back 
like a half an hour, 10 minutes ago. And okay. because it's important that people understand why, right? So I, before you turned on the cameras for the world, um, you got on the camera and you like, oh, what you got on? And I said, this is my gear. This is, this is me. Like, you know, like, is that, am I wrong? Because this is how I'm showing up, right? And even in the article um, that, you know, was written in Forbes, um, they had did a whole photo shoot and I was all dressed up and I hated it. I'm like, I hate that picture. And we did another photo shoot and I just, I said, I have to be Jaleesa. This is Jaleesa. Like the whole world sees me and I don't care where you see, this is me. And I needed to be me. And the thing that I loved about you is that you can change clothes. Like the audience don't know that you was just debutante out. Like you, 10 minutes ago, you was a debutante. You had on your fanciness, your hair was all done and down. You had on a good outfit, your good, good clothes, your Harvard clothes. You was Harvard ready. And you was like, no, I gotta change up. I gotta match your energy and I gotta match you. And I love that about you. And every time you showed up, those five weeks that I was in my hoodie, in the dark, listening, because I'm a listener, I'm a problem solver, so you have to have that listening spirit, right? Every time you showed up, you still pushed me. You still, you know, even in the background, you would text me and you would send me notes for the week, like you didn't do your homework. And I would send you, you know, all kind of messages and excuses, but you always showed up to match us. And you kept the ladies engaged so that I wasn't a distraction. And they tried to engage me and I shut them down. And, and you just never gave up. You just, you, you understood that there was something bigger to unlock. And once you got it, it was gonna be no stopping me. And that's the difference between me, me showing up and you showing up and that's the difference in you, you know, and shout out to your program because I've been through cohorts, a lot of them. And there is no other Christy Rutherford in this world, period, that's gonna show up for women and unlock us and take the risk that it takes to, to have these high achieving women really respect you yeah. and what you bring um, and that, and that's what the difference is. Like right now we, we match an energy and I, and I love it. So that's, that's, that's it. And I, I love went that. off script for the record. I went off script. <laughs> Jaleesa got a team now that holds her accountable, which I love by the way. She's like, oh, my people won't, my people want the questions. I was like, what you got people? All right. Uh, which is awesome. Um, so here's the thing. How do I want to frame this? One, yes. I did. I had the black shirt on first. You see that? I was about to put that silver necklace on that I got from my friend, and I was about to dazzle out. Jaleesa <laughs> <laughs> had on that sweatshirt. This is the shirt that I had on the first, and then I was like, oh, Chris, you got to dress it up a little bit. And then I took it off, took that off, put on another T-shirt, right? Put my headband on. You said, oh, you really about to do it. Oh, yeah, we about to we about to be matching on here. So, So this is the thing about um, how do I say this? 
so many people want to feel superior to other people. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm going out with people that energetically want to chest bump me to see who's the best. I, I'm, I'm so far beyond that um, because I know that secretly inside, everybody's hurting. And the reason why you're trying to chest bump me right now is that you're in pain. And I'm, and I'm not going to stoop to your level to try to, to, to run down the roster of how great I am because y'all really don't want to pull that scroll out. I'm just saying if we got to pull the scroll out, you're going to lose. But I think there is so much compassion and I have compassion. And now you have the compassion and the other women have the compassion because once we once we hear our own stuff, then we can have so much compassion for other people because we're no longer in pain. And a lot of times when we're in pain, sometimes we're looking at what about me? You know what I'm saying? And we praying for frivolous stuff when really the real miracle is for you to forgive you. Because once you can forgive yourself, you can forgive everybody else in the world who's done you wrong. The hardest thing that we can do is look in the mirror and say, I love you and I forgive you. So what shocked you the most about yourself once you broke through and, and had that broke that breakthrough and came out on the other side? What was what was shocking about about who Jaleesa was or I would just say who you are? That I actually like these women, and I really actually liked you. Like I, like I love these women. These are my sisters now, right? And um, I was human. I literally could feel, you know, from listening to their stories and for five weeks of being like the creep in the back room, um, and listening, I. I'm a vision. I see things better than anything, right? So I could picture their pain because I felt it. And I also have my own pain and that it resonated with them. And for the first time, I was able to pinch my skin and feel like a human and remove myself out of the data center and get out of this machine that I built around me, you know, so that I could feel and, and really think about the things that hurt, you know, allow myself to sit in that and allow myself to open up and allow myself to, you know, to be vulnerable, even to these women and, and to you. And um, yeah, I'm not getting messy with this. That's it. That's my answer. All right, we ain't, we ain't gonna get we ain't gonna get you messy around here. But here's the thing, right? Headstrong women, and I wrote about it yesterday, just briefly in a post. We don't feel anything. <laughs> we in so much pain. We've learned how to put a protective shell over who we are, and just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like we crushing goals, we crushing you know whatever's in front of us. We getting the degrees, we getting the money, and we just going for it, and we don't feel anything. And people criticize you. Then people start criticizing you, criticizing you because you're going for it, which then puts another layer of pain because we don't want to fight. And I remember when I was in the Coast Guard, I mean, I had some friends who really knew me, but at a certain point of my height of pain, I would just prefer that you not like me. Because if you like me, that means that I had to let you in. I would just prefer, I would say stuff to people. So they would be like, oh, who is that chick? 
I prefer, I'm in so much pain. I prefer that you don't like me. So then I don't have to be vulnerable for you to be able to hurt me. Just hate me straight up and didn't care. And we'll be cussing about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Don't like me. And they'd be like, I like you. I'd be like, oh my God. Now I got to, now I have to test to see whether or not they're worthy because I had a wall up, two Rottweilers, electric fence, and I'm standing there with a knife in my hand because I'm going to try to cut you. I really don't want to let you in. And we deserve better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like we deserve better than what we were giving ourselves. And it's so many women walking around doing that. Um, so. Last thing. We don't feel and I remember, you know, managing my critics It's a full time job. Right. Somebody stabbed me in the back. I'd be like, did you say something? And they'd be like, I just stabbed you in the back <laughs> with a five inch knife. I feel nothing. I'm existing, but I'm crushing it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm Christy Rutherford and I'm doing all these things. And so now that you feel right, what's how has your life changed? Because once you broke, you know, it's like the dam fell open and you like wiped out. It's amazing to watch. Um, and I, and I will say, I go down as the greatest coach ever, ever, for breaking this chick open. <laughs> um, <laughs> ever. So I want to let everybody know. Um, so how has your life changed after you opened up? Now you feel, now you, um, you know, you have harmony with self. What, what is that like now on the other side of it? Um, it allows you to really um, rectify things, you know, in your life that, you know, I had an incident recently and I said to my mom, I need to get that phone number. I would I'd just be in the shower sometime like, oh, I need to fix that. I mean, I need to call that person and I need to fix that. That happened 20 years ago, but I can't go down without fixing that. And um, even with my daughter, you know, that was that was a hell of a thing to overcome and my sisters in that cohort we worked through that right um but now i'm not trying to fix anything that's broken i'm looking to move forward and and rebuild and even with myself i'm a i'm a work in action but it's really important to address you know um the things that you're hurting from and not be afraid but not but also that no is a full statement and we worked through that with a couple of people in the cohort, right? And no is a full statement and it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to even people who you may feel like you owe them something because it, it gets played out for a long time. Um, but loving people where they at is really was really important to me. And loving myself and giving myself grace you know, for the work that I was doing. And um, having a village, being able to now say, I have a village. I, I have no excuse for ill behavior. I have no excuse for having a lack of, I have no excuse for um, not having answers, 
because I have a whole village and that's the first time in my life that um, I have a village and I can acknowledge that it's not on me, I have a village. And I never did that before. I, I, I didn't, I didn't um, pay attention to personal relationships. Um, because like you said, they didn't mean anything. You know, I was better off by myself. And now I'm better off with my sisters and my, and my blood sisters and my daughter and my mother and even my pops and my friends. I now have friends. Like I never really looked at people as friends. I looked at them as objects that I had to nurture. Or maybe you call me, I'll be like, hmm, should I answer this? Or what do they want? You know, you just be on what do you want? And, I, and I've done it so long that it's it was a habit. And now I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, I'm, let me answer it. I'm looking for people to call me. I'm looking to have conversations. I mean, just being on camera and doing this interview is a breakthrough. Like I don't do cameras, right? Um, but I own, you know, the greatness that God has given me. And for a long time, I just looked at it as maybe some burdens almost. Um, but ownership is really important and um, putting God first is is really big in my life. And um, God didn't give me these things to be bashful and shy. Um, I'm, I'm here to, you know, be a testament, you know, to his greatness. So I own it. And I also want to just say, because I'm on camera right now, and I know that my daughter's watching that I love my baby. I love my babies. I got my grandbabies, my little king that I would not have had because I definitely wasn't having no more kids. But, you know, that's it's really important for me to acknowledge that my family has stood by me with all the things that I've gone through in life. And, um, and they have sacrificed a lot, you know, and sometimes we don't think that, you know, people are making a sacrifice while we're climbing this ladder. We're like, you know, kicking things down, like, get out of here, move over. Um, but your, your family takes a hit, you know, and our pain to grow and, and be who we want to be, our families take a hit. And um, I just want to, you know, say that today. I'm getting mushy, sorry. Jeez, what is, what is happening right now? This is all you, this is all you. Where your sisters at? I know they like, what in the world? This is next level. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Now, one, I'm proud of you for that because this is a stretch. Like, one, Jaleesa getting on this interview is a stretch. Stretch. <laughs> that is not, that is not uh, unknown to me. And anybody who really knows, which is only a few people, right? Because even though you now have sisters, we have to, how do I say this? We hold you in high regard because we can hold ourselves and we can't. It's okay not to let everybody in because everybody don't deserve that 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 nucleus of who we are. We've learned that already, right? So when I think about what you were saying that when you would look at your phone and be like, you know, who is this? You know, what they want is because sometimes we surround ourselves with people who need us. Right. And then we become then we become held hostage to a situation that we created because we needed people to need us to validate who we are. Now you're being drained dry. 
and you don't have anybody who can share it you at the same level. So we always have these and that and it's not good or bad. It's just people who always need our gift. But at a certain point, ladies, we got to rise up. We got to let some of them people go and then rise up and then be able to do the equal energy trade that's refreshing as opposed to exhausting. So now you're like, you know, I need to pick me up. Let me hit one of these sisters. It's not, that's not selfish. You know what I'm saying? Some people call that selfish. I call it discipline. I ain't got it. I don't have it for you. So one more, one more question. Then we're going to get out of here. Cause I, cause her time has expired. Jaleesa, like how long this thing? How long? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I'm sitting in this with you. All right. Um, um, Jokina said, Jokina is one of our recent, um, uh, I want to say graduates, women, women who completed the program, killing the game. So she says, uh, nice to hear how you are now living in the fullness of life. You're entitled to well done for the work. So, you know, you're not only, uh, um, an inspiration to millions of people around the world, but also the women who are coming out of the program, because I always say it gets better with time. Like, you know, the first eight weeks or so. It's just so us to set you free from yourself. But then over time, you know, the, the expectation is you can't go back. It's how do you now enhance and increase your life and become better and better and better? So let's talk about this billion dollars right quick. Because I like to prove myself right. So, um, you know, she ain't got it yet. So y'all to be knocking on her door, calling her because you know how people call rich people. We announce it. You they, Y'all, they're seeing it in Forbes. How did the, the the difference in, you know, we talked about earlier when you thought I was crazy when I said that you were a billionaire to now, you know, what is your belief around that now? And what were some of the things that happened to kind of confirm um, that I was right? Let's just, let's just put it out there. <laughs> um, it's just like once I um, unlocked my own truth, and I stepped into um, the, my destiny and started really paying attention to the work we have been doing and acknowledged, you know, some of my errors, some of my faults. I was able to like, just put it behind me. And then it's like the whole world, my vision, it's like, I got new glasses on. I mean, I got like trifocals and I could just see something different. And um, when you looking at something and you dark inside, it doesn't matter the lenses that you got on. Your vision is blurred, you know? And But when you clean up inside, when you clean up house, it starts inside. When you clean up house, it's like God just opens you up to his beauty and says, I've, I've created you, you know, to, to be in this land. And I've given you things to maneuver in this land. And when you learn that what God has set in front of you, you got to be like Pac-Man to eat it up. And I just started taking up property. You know, I was like in Monopoly, like rolling the dice. I want this. I want this. And when I say I want something now, I just take it. Because God gave it to me. And I embrace it. And I don't look down on it. I don't say, why do I have it anymore? I say I got it because God wanted me to have it. So, you know, in building things and, and moving and I was always bashful about, you know, what God has given me. I was always wanting to be in the background. And I mean, even my sister, even yesterday, my sister said, you and Forbes, like, you need to sit in this. Like, stop thanking everybody else. 
this is your moment. I said, I have a team behind me that sometimes has to be in front of me. So it's our moment and I don't need to take other everyone's shine away just for my own selfishness because when you grow like that, you don't grow alone. God gave me a team, a, a village. So sitting in that is like easy for me now. Like I can just go say, I'm getting that, I'm getting that, I'm getting that. I call my team, I'm doing that today. They be like, you, today, we doing that today. And it's not me doing it, it's me delegating. So now I'm in a delegating position versus a do it position. And when you start learning how to delegate and stop yelling and screaming, because I'm always yelling and screaming, I do set it off. I do. I'm passionate. I set it off because I have such young people on my team. I believe in what they call underserved. I call it on preserve, right? I believe in that team and I bring them with me, but they need guidance. And, and now that I'm unlocked, I feel like I need to, I feel like I just be taking people, you know, I'd be like, come on, come on, let's do this. You need a job. You need a job. And I don't know. I don't sometimes know where the money going to come from, but God provides, you know, and, and I feel like that's a bigger gift now is that I could see things in people that I only saw in machines. And I want to, I want to bring people up. I want to help people. I want to, you know, help the next generation. And, um, that's how I sit in it now. It's like, this ain't about me anymore. This is about showing God off. And and that's how I look at it now. Woo, you said so much. Let me see if I can unpack one of them bags and them gems that you just dropped on the ground. Whenever people choose, because it's a choice, right? Free will. To shift from... Um, what about me to what about us? You know what I'm saying? Like, you were provided for you were bougie before we met. Well, you don't wear your bougie little there. You bougie, you got nice stuff. You're like a tech, you like a tech bougie. I'm like a you know, live in a nice place bougie. <laughs> but <laughs> but here's the thing. Now you say, and, and you didn't even you didn't even want people to know. Right. Because there was like, I got it. But there was um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say shame. Right. It's like you were you weren't connecting to the things that you got until you started connecting that. God wants me to have it. Right. And the science is getting rich. He said it is God that wants you to eat fine foods and see nice artwork and wear fine clothes and drive fine cars. He didn't say cars because that was before cars when he wrote that. <laughs> it is God that wants me to have this place on the beach in the Bahamas. So I can serve at a higher level. God wants you to have nice things. We're taught that he doesn't. So now you're like, okay, if I have nice things, great. I want it. But I'm also doing it for other people to bring them with me. That's when you stop working for a check and then you allow provision to come. And you can't outrun provision. You can't outthink provision. You can't outspend provision. You say, you know what? I have a greater vision to change the world, which is what your company is doing, which is what the intent of everything that you do is to provide greater health care equity to, to, to underserved communities. You think God is not going to pay for that? We're too afraid to act largely. Don't hesitate to act largely so you can be greater for other people. He will provide for you, not for you to just drive a fancy car. 
I'm not saying talking about you, right? But people just want money so they can be greater. I'm like, why don't you get out the way and go dream about making somebody else greater? And your house has to be taken care of. So that that's the shift is from a check to provision. When you say, I want to help the next generation, God say, all right, heck of the money right here. Heck of the money. And you're not taking it like, I just I just need 10 cents. Lord, just give me a hundred dollars. You're like, man, I need a billion dollars. So last question, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, I appreciate you on this interview. It's so good. I appreciate this. I said, Lisa, you're about to be a billionaire. You got to come on here and practice get in, in, in front of these cameras. I am uh, pleased and very honored to be the person to escort you in front of these cameras to get on these interviews because you're about to be a billionaire. What advice do you have for women or men who are listening that are resistant to changing even though they want, like a lot of people want the external things to change first. If my job changed, I'll be happy. If I get this house, I'll be happy. What advice do you have for those two questions, actually? People who are resistant to change. And what advice do you have for people who think that if their external things change first, then they'll be happy? My advice to people who are resistant to change is that if you can't change, how can the world around you change? And if you don't, if you can't step into your destiny, it ain't gonna fly up and just put you in a plane. You're not gonna just get in that G6. And you don't have no hoverboard that's just gonna fly you in there. You have to be willing to step outside of yourself and 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 look in that that look at that man in the mirror. And if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and make up, and all you're doing is faking up, like every day you walk in that mirror and you putting on makeup, that makeup come off. You know, that's like a bad date. You go home with somebody, but that ain't the person you wake up with, right? So you got to be able to do your internal work. It starts inside. I, I know from experience that you have to do the work inside of here. Your heart has to be first. Your internal thinking, you how you feel about yourself has to be first. And most people, you know, you could have all the plastic surgery in the world. You know, you could be the biggest star, stars in the world. Look at Michael Jackson and, and Whitney Houston. But these are people who are insecure. These are people who was hurting inside and it caused them calamity, you know, destruction. And if we don't fix inside, we all are going down that road until we fix inside. And and that's what you have to do. I have to do the work. I'm still a work in progress. Every day I have to put on my CR hat and be like, you're doing the work. You're the greatest of all time. You know, <laughs> every day you have to really be like, you know, reminding yourself of who you are and your gifts. And when you think about taking the next step in life, the first step is who am I? Who do I want to be? I don't want to give away Christy's program. Go through the program. You want to get fixed? Go through the program. But I ain't going to give away all the jewels that you learn in the class. But you definitely have to step into yourself and, and take accountability. Accountability. So that's the answer to the, both those questions. Okay. I think. Yeah, I, I, that, I mean, that's great. When I think about, you know, what you're just talking about. But if y'all want to check out, get on our uh, newsletter list. 
and get my free case so you can go to change now with Christian. <laughs> I'll get that commercial in there, just pow, dropped it on there. Um, we're none of us are perfect, right? Like this is this is the thing. We all think that, or we condemn ourselves because we're not perfect when we're holding on to baggage and stuff that that we won't let nobody touch. Does that make sense? Or we know everything. I want to write. I was going to write a post today talking about the hardest women that I that that are to that we work with right now. Are women who know everything, you know, got all these degrees, but like you, you know everything. But really, once you forgive and you let go, and and then you don't condemn yourself and you forgive yourself and you release yourself, then we really know we don't know anything. <laughs> That's one. And there is no such thing as perfection. It's just. I'm here to do the best that I can do. That's why I don't look down on people. I don't condemn people. I don't be like, oh, she should, do, you know, she should want this or not. It's like, we're all a work in progress. So when you have grace for yourself, you can, you can offer grace to other people. And, 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 and this is the thing, Jaleesa, we need it because so many people are out here in the world um, hurting. How can we extend that grace? for ourselves, set ourselves free so then we can do the work that we're called to do. So um, y'all can also go to the superpower method. I have to get better at this thing. Dot com to join us at my free event tomorrow, the superpower method.com. I'm going to be yelling for about four hours. It's going to be great. So somebody asked uh, Delisa in the comments, what's the shirt that you're wearing? Um, what's the shirt that you're wearing? And how can um, how can the, the the people who are watching right now support you in anything that you're working on? Um, the shirt that I'm wearing is an animated. Uh, this is Cyber Heroes. Um, it's an animated series that provides um, representation and emerging technologies for the underserved communities. Um, that I like to say again is on preserve um, to make sure that we are not written out of the meta worlds so that our children and the young people can learn these technologies that they're not introduced to. So we give, um, we do these animated series to teach and really um, leverage, making sure that we are written into these meta worlds and not written out of. And um, what was your second question? I'm sorry. How can, how can anybody who's watching right now support anything that you're working on? I know you, you have a, a foundation Yes, MindSecureKid.org is our 501c3 um, organization. So um, anything that we're working on, you know, we do a lot of training and education, um, giving back to the community, and um, you can support us there. We, you can find that link at, again, MindSecureKid.org, where you can donate and make these wonderful, generous donations to the next generation, um, support our programs for youth um, and inner city kids. That's where you can help me the most. Jaleesa. I didn't have that perfect. I gotta get better on that too. It's all right. It was good. It was good. Don't hang up though. But we hearing it. We hearing it. Shit. Disconnect from everybody. Jaleesa, thank you so much for showing up, sharing your insight and your information. Welcome, welcome to the world of interviews as you propel in your greatness and getting in front of these cameras. Uh, the billion, the billion dollars is just a byproduct of you changing 
generations around the world, right? Like it's not about the money, but we want our money. You need the money to change the world. I mean, that's, you know, I would, I would just say that we'll end, right? Like when I say you're a billionaire, which you are, it's not about, okay, God is going to be a leprechaun and go hit you in the head with a billion dollars. It's like, no, you got work to do. You have intellectual property and, and, and businesses that are inside of you that need to come out to serve people. And then the money is the byproduct of that. So um, so that's my last thing. Don't hang up. Everybody's blowing you up right now. Uh, take care, everyone. If you got on late and you missed the beginning, go back and watch it because Jaleesa is amazing. Take care. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting Change Now all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.